Good evening, citizens. Apparently, we're starting a minute early, but I'm Devoid, and this is Revatheus, and welcome to Redacted. This is a live podcast where we talk about Star Citizen and its development. And we've already got some technical difficulties as Rev has no audio. So I'm just going to reiterate what he said as he fixes that. <clears throat> we are going to talk today about the what was going to be upcoming 322 patch. But as of about three hours ago, it's live. So today's just going to be a discussion about uh, the, the new features in 322, what's upcoming in the .x patches, things that people have been looking forward to. Um, I, he's, he's still fixing his audio, but yeah. I have the patch notes up right here. I'm, I'm good. So no <laughs> oh, idea, no idea what happened, but, uh, <laughs> it, 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 that, that was weird. Perfect. Well, uh, cool. 322. Uh, this is a patch that, uh, I'm a little bit excited for if for no other reason that it gets us one step closer to pyro and 4.0, but, uh, Rev, you're less than enthusiastic about this patch eh, it's it's a bit of a meh patch to me I, I mean i got on it i played it for i don't know about an hour or so at this point it, it's all right you know it's just the things that are being offered in this patch are nice um yeah they're just they're just Daddy not got things me this shirt <laughs> yeah they're just not things that i'm that i'm particularly hyped for right so i mean we got the sun tokiai alien ship big whoop right we got i i agree with that sentiment yeah not we, a fan we, of the alien, alien we got floppy hair Ooh, that's great i'm actually i kind of like that I, I don't give half a shit about floppy hair new <laughs> new hairstyles beards maybe i would be more uh more in for that and uh, theoretically coming in the first half of next year but floppy hair man i don't care it's still a stupid karen they're still ugly mohawk it's the same hairstyles they're just floppy well, a lot now. of them are there are new ones though there's now the the feminine hairstyles too which a lot of people have been asking for for a long time we've got like the the, the buns and the ponytails and shit that have, have all been added in uh, as well as like the cornrows and the dreads that have been added in pretty sure those are in yeah right? well I, I i don't i don't think so rev can you turn me up a little dude, bit dude you're already you're already bumping into the yellow well, here I'll 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 turn my gain up a little bit. Oh, oh, no. he did. Okay, cool, cool. We'll leave it. We'll leave it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, it's not just a matter of you know hair moving around, but um, yeah. There's a lot of different hairstyles now too. Pretty big for customization. Yeah. Uh, now there there is there is one that I that I that I got a hold of that actually I think I kind of like. I I haven't been able to do as much with it as as I was wanting to in the short amount of time we had before. Uh, before the stream, and, and that's the uh, the interactable containers. Yes. So the interactable one containers. Yeah. So the one thing I did is I is is I on my I, I went and got an, an eight SCU box. I dropped it on my cat. I opened it up. I'm like, yay! I got a big empty. Oh, you can get the big ones that you can open and get into too. Yeah, I thought that was oh wow! No. I didn't realize it went all the way up. I thought it was just the one SCU crates. That I think you could it's open up and get into. I think it's all of them, but you can buy the one, two, four, and eight SCU crates at the store, 
So I just bought one up at the cargo center and I wow. dropped it on my ship. And um yeah, locks the cargo grid. You can interact with it. It's 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 pretty pretty nice. So that's so, awesome. So I hadn't uh, I hadn't realized you could get the the bigger ones. We yep. do a lot of uh, gun running and stuff, and there have been so many times where we've had to load up three, four, five boxes. And as people are like taking from one box, we're loading up another box. So being able to buy like a big ass eight SEU crate, load it all up. That's that's awesome. That's yeah, ima- and ima- the lock to grid. Imagine this though. And I haven't tried this yet, though I, though I really kind of want to. So it's an 8 SCU. So if we get smaller boxes, like a 1 SCU or something, right? Or maybe, I mean, I don't know how small a box we can get. Backpacks, whatever, big backpacks. And we load it in like uh, sets of gear and just start dropping them in that box. Like a big old, Ooh, big old crate. Like supply drops. In the middle of combat, dropping a big ass crate full of shit. No, that's that's a cool visualization. Yeah, so there's there. there's definitely there's definitely some options there, options there. So, uh, and just wait until just wait until they physically open up. You could put people in there, right? People out. Yeah, and <laughs> another nice thing is that since we can buy the various sizes instead of having to blow up ships to get them, you know, setting up our uh, our inventory of stuff that we want to sell. I mean, that's going to be pretty nice. We can just. Go to the store, get the crates we need. Super, set stuff super up. easy. It's definitely going to save us a lot of time. I can't tell you how many times techs, um, uh, I've been online looking to see what, what Tex is doing. He's like, oh, I'm out making boxes. I'm like, fucking again? Yeah. Because he's, he's constantly trading and getting rid of them. So he just, he just logs on sometimes just to make boxes. So this is going to be a huge time saver. Absolutely. I know it seems like a little thing to maybe people who aren't in like the Star Citizen community, but it's a game changer, man. The boxes are huge. So I am I am all for the boxes. Yeah. So what other thing? I mean, so motorcycles, origin motorcycles. Yeah. Yay. We do have the X one series. You know those <laughs> those those little bikes. They still don't have a lot of utility, which is part of why I'm not super super excited about them. They've got the one that's got a gun on it, but I mean. So I think that they're slowly but surely moving to ground vehicles having more viability i've talked with the guys at empyrean shores a lot about this a little bit with the recreators but you know the the ground vehicle gameplay is something that i am just very excited about period sure not necessarily just like like the bike physics needs needs worked on right the dragonfly is a little bit busted right now because it like clips into the ceiling it doesn't go down and i know the x1 doesn't i i feel like i read somewhere in the PTU where it had some issues. Um, but like they're considering they did a bunch of rework on radars and stuff. And you know, hover bikes had a super long detect range and they went back and they took out shields to kind of reduce that and, and provide some balance there. Right. I don't know if I don't know if that was just one of their typical knee-jerk fixes, but it seems like they're looking a little bit towards ground vehicles, and maybe that's just my hopium, but your I hopium. like the idea. <laughs> My opium, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I mean, it's it's. I I I'm looking forward to having viable ground, uh, you know, play as well. It's just that I I don't know. I think maybe part of the problem is that right now there's not really any place that starships can't go, and anywhere a starship is, ground combat is not super viable because almost any ship's going to take out anything on the ground. Control surfaces will fix that. Hopefully. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Mike, who's echoing? Give us better feedback. 
um, control surfaces, right? The idea is that ships aren't going to be able to just hover around. So if we're talking like uh, ships just hovering in place, right? Taking care of an, an, an area, aerial above uh, an objective, say a base or a ground facility or, or, or really anything. They're not going to be able to just hover there, right? They can't just, just hang out. They're going to have to be moving, right? It's going to consume hydrogen fuel at an accelerated rate. That or they're going to have to land, right? Which is going to be a whole different thing. Yeah. Um, you certainly won't be able to have big ass like capital ships or, or frigates or, or corvettes or anything. Yeah. Um, just sitting there, right? And so I feel like control surfaces are really going to open that door to allow ground gameplay to become more viable. So super excited for that. I know that's not part of 322 and we got off on a little bit of a tangent there, but well still, I mean it's it's t- talking about the, the new things like that 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 X1. They do have the three different kinds of X1s also, right? Yeah, the force, so, the velocity and the base one. Yes, and that's why I say that like I mean that like they got the one with the gun. That's cool. They got one for racing. Maybe we can have some motorcycle races sometime. We got at least three different kinds of motorcycles now. So also, so we're talking about races. Just a quick plug here: we are hosting Jet Puffed Racers, to, like in two days on Sunday. Yeah, maybe three days on Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Jet Puffed Racers. Discord.gg/pfcs. Please why be there. Why was I it's thinking? It, why was I thinking it's Saturday? Uh, we have uh, rock and roll Saturday. Also, hey, oh shit, Rec Raiders. We rock got and rock roll. and roll Saturday and jet puffed on. It's gonna be a busy weekend, man. I don't have PM Pacific is rock and roll. Yeah, I don't have overlays for rock and roll. God dang it! Well, well, we sh- oh, you should make one. Um, yeah. So a co- couple of big events this weekend. One of them is a race. So just just breaking that up. But yeah, the X one, cool. Speaking of control surfaces and ships, the Santaki Eye. How about that? Huh. I'm pretty meh towards the alien ships, but you can't deny it's got some pretty sweet stats. Yeah, I mean, I guess what's well, got the four size threes. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking about got, the guns. Although yeah, the no, fire rate was bugged. <laughs> yeah, I mean, ridiculously fast. It, it, it seems to be pretty maneuverable. Um, it's not an unattractive ship as alien ships go. It's it's certainly not like, you know, like the 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 that Vanduul piece of garbage, the blade or whatever that's in my inventory. It's not like that ugly piece of garbage. You know, it's not like a Banu Defender. It's actually a really, it's a really attractive ship, right? And it's got some cool motion to it. I like it. Um, it's, I don't know. We'll 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 see how it, uh, we'll see how it, you know, balances out in the in in the long term. Um, you know, what I'm hearing is, a, I think a general consensus that, I mean, it's not going to be like the meta ship, but it's it's. I mean, it's good, I guess. It's super fast apparently like at least straight line but it's got the, like it's maneuvering thrusters are its main so it should maneuver pretty quickly right but yeah it's, it's got it, the maneuvering all, th- thrusters not entirely unlike the uh uh the the oh what is it cartoon the cartoon wall well because it's the big too. brother to the cartoon wall yeah i mean that i was thinking of the other the the fury you know kind of like they've got the similar oh, similar yeah. to well, as, I as, as the fury so so i imagine it's, it's real maneuverable same... and fast in yeah, any yeah. direction it's the same tech, I think. I think it's the the, the same ideas there. Yeah, so. yeah. We have a couple people in our uh, in our org. One in particular who is a huge, huge fan of the Santoc. He's been talking about it since we've known him. So you know, I I hope that you know, even if it doesn't balance out super well, it it, it I hope that he enjoys it. 
He's been oh, talking yeah. about it forever. I'm probably never ever gonna fly one, but you know. Um. Yeah. So hey, how how about we have a look at uh, at the um patch notes and uh, at least have a yeah. look at some of the things that I'm not necessarily remembering. And hopefully, oh yeah, I was I was gonna talk about Darlick settlements next because that's up on the patch notes right here, right where I've where I've got it. And yeah, your overlay is a little bit messed up there, buddy. Yeah, I knew it was going to be, but you know what? <laughs> you just kind of zoom in a little bit, and I'll make some adjustments to it, and we'll be we'll be just fine. Here we go. Zoom in a little bit. I can I can go a little bit more. So while you're adjusting, derelict settlements. I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, when did we start? We started about uh, 15 minutes ago, Mike. A little less. Anyway. Derelict settlements. They added 15. Did these settlements were supposed to come in 320, but they pushed them back. And frankly, I don't really know why. Uh, I don't know if there was just like problems with uh, entities and and degraded performance. I think was part of it. But uh, these are supposed to come in from 320. Uh, I think the difference is that they're inhabited. So there's. Uh, I think that there are, I haven't been to them yet personally, so please correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that there's like hostile settlements and friendly settlements. So I think some of them have like friendly NPCs that you can go to. I know that Mike in our Discord went to go um, to go uh, one of the settlements and they had like a, a shop kiosk and shit that he could, he could buy things from. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's um, it's got some uh, Oh, let's just see. 15 new dialect settlements, both mission, gameplay, social elements, and shops. There you go. Uh, these new inhabited settlements are spread throughout the wilderness of Hurston and Microtech using the Rastar tool with a larger expanded library of new and existing assets. Some locations view, uh, accessible via the star map, which means you can probably quantum to some of these, while yeah. other new settlements are more discreet and appear behind missions. So kind of like Ghost Hollow first did when it initially came out is you had to get this... Uh, delivery mission which would take you there which turned into a clear hostels mission and now you can jump to it so sounds like some of them you're going to be able to jump to others you won't yeah i i haven't had a chance to go to any of those yet so me neither but i'm i'm super super excited uh there's one that i think it's i think it's bloodshot ridge i don't know but there's a pretty uh there's a sizable one on microtech it's pretty big it's up kind of up on the top of a hill I think that this derelict location would make a really, really great like FPS event location just because it's very well laid out. It's big enough to where you're not going to be crowded in there. It's got enough cover. You can maneuver in and out of stuff. Looks like the buildings maybe had multiple entry points. Like I said, I haven't been there yet. I plan to visit all of these very soon, but uh, I'm very excited for the derelict settlements. Fill out the system a little bit more. Uh oh, oops. You know what? I need to stop typing. <laughs> oh okay. my goodness I'm, gracious! I'm not typing anymore. That's good. Stupid yeah, please don't. Yeah. So, um, yeah, people were concerned um, in the past that you know we've got these cool big planets, fully traversable. But what do the planets have to offer? Well, we're starting to see the answer to that. Yeah, right? with these derelict settlements. Um, and not even so in the past, they all used to be built on like derelict ships. But as far as I know, they're not necessarily built on ships anymore. We've got the oil rig on Hurston, 
uh, I think, right? Uh, her scenes, I think. I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, Cutter's Rig. Um, and I don't think there's a, a derelict ship there. I think that's just like an oil rig that's been built out on the water and it's got a little settlement as part of it. Uh, in fact, I think that's the new 322 loading screen is Cutter's Rig. Um, oh. So it's nice to see that they're not just including the shipwreck settlements, but also you know just old settlements that had been erected a long time ago of actual like building materials instead of, you know, wrecked a ship here, did what you did to survive. It's cool to see that sort of lasting life present in the Stanton system. And I'm excited to see more of those and eventually player bases to help fill that out too. It's just nice to see life. Yeah, no, I agree. For that AI nav mesh too, because then, oh man, huge tangent there, but ships and NPCs coming in and out of those settlements, walking around, buying things. Yeah, I mean, getting that nav mesh working, that, that, that'll be nice, especially if they actually put some content behind it. Yeah, well, the... Because you know, there's the technology bit. and then there's the world building guys, right? So they got to actually yeah, do something so, with so it. So going back a little bit, they had right. talked about releasing it, I think, in like 317 or something. Um, it was it was a little while ago and they said, oh, you know, we're working on the AI planetary nav mesh, which will allow NPCs to path out, you know, places to go and they'd be able to get on ships and there yeah. would be these missions where you could, you know, pick them up and drop them off and they'd be, they could, you know, in theory, they could walk from point A to point B on a planet and be able to course that out. But they, they never ended up actually putting that in and they haven't talked much about it since then. So I don't know where that's at, but, uh, in, you know, it's, it's been worked on at least a little bit because they were planning on putting it into the game. So not sure if they're waiting on server meshing or pyro or what, you know, I, I'm not a programmer, so I don't know what they're waiting on, but it'll just be cool is my point to see that happening. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm looking forward to it, I guess, but um, what else, what else we got? What else we got? Uh, oh, structural oh, salvage, structural salvage. Another one I haven't touched yet, but uh, I do know that our friends, the rec raiders probably, Pretty, pretty interested in that one. Yeah. Yeah. So Structural Salvage has been received. It's kind of 50-50 from what I've seen where people love it and people hate it, right? So yeah. So pe people talk about the claw on the uh, on the Reclaimer. Uh, that's and, exactly uh, why. Earlier they were saying, it's not a claw, it's a straw. I don't know what that means. I guess it's sucking stuff up instead of grabbing. Yes. Yeah, so it I'll in. sort of sort of so. explain it, right? So the the reclaimer on its concept and up until just this last patch featured a claw underneath the cockpit. In it, you know, it was always imagined that it would reach out. And in fact, yeah. when they were talking about structural salvage, they even referred to it as munching, right? Ship munching. That was what they called it. So it would go out and rip the ship apart and put it in its scrap processors and turn out the boxes right well they sort of dropped a dropped a salvage bomb in that they changed the claw completely now and so instead of grabbing things what it does is it still extends as normal but then it's like a four-prong and it like opens up into this weird looking thing and then it's it's like um in a, like a some sort of wave emitter right i don't know what kind of wave but it basically just like some sort of high frequency vibration and it just busts the ship apart and gotcha. then it 
turns on suction mode and it disintegrates the individual pieces of the ship and sucks them into the salvage processors. So that's that's where that comes from. It's not a cloth, it's a straw. Um, the thing is, though, is Rev, you're not super excited about 322 because there's not a lot of content. And I think CIG realized that too. Like 322 is the end of the year patch. They're working on trying to get the server meshing tech in there, the replication layer split handled, right? But they, I think that they realize that there's not a lot of content in this patch. So I think that they wanted to give us something and they even said as much. They just wanted to give us something for the end of the year that was somewhat meaningful. And so they put in this structural savage because it's something people have been looking forward to. And the, the, the straw solution, the high frequency emitter with the straw is a temporary solution. They're, pro they're uh, waiting for Maelstrom which is the destructible environment tech before they fully integrate that right. munching tech. So it's yeah. coming. Yeah. Yeah. I, honestly, I, I mean, I, I actually am, am really looking forward to, you know, giving the structural salvage, you know, a try, even, even in the state that it's in, because uh, the salvage gameplay in general, I think is, is pretty neat. The ability to just go out there and, you know, chop up ships stripping yeah. the you know you know doing the hole scraping was a nice first step so that you could go out and get Definitely. materials and at least initiate that gameplay loop um i'm assuming that by munching a ship you can get resources faster you can get different better resources and materials out yeah, of yeah so maybe let's talk about that actually for a second they introduced a second material so you know that when you you uh, hull scrape a ship you get recycled material composite which is rmc right and it gets pumped out on those little boxes on the vulture of the reclaimer well with the structural salvage when you suck up the disintegrated little bits that you just blew apart with your high frequency emitter you get construction material which isn't quite as valuable but it is sort of a next step in crafting which we see in both the vulture and the reclaimer uh it, box it, dispensers it, it sounds like a preparatory step for uh player settlements which is i think nice. it is i think it is right so there was a pipeline leak so take this with a grain of salt obviously um about uh planet tech v5 and i was deliberating a little bit with uh, like phaedron who's in chat and um i think just a couple of the other uh imperian shores guys and a couple of our own guys about what might be included in that and we were talking about oh it's probably the player facing rastar tool right and so the fact that these things are being looked at internally at least according to pipeline leads me to believe that yeah the introduction of construction material probably is in preparation for for player base building and i'm excited to see what other materials they let us uh, produce in various ways yeah yeah i'll tell you that they haven't really talked much about crafting in anything yet i haven't seen it in the citizen con or anything but I'll be honest, that's a piece that I'm very much looking forward to, the ability to create clothes, armor, ship parts, weapons, ammunition. That's a piece that I feel like, I mean, they have to do it. They have to. I mean, they, they have to. Well, they right? will. And they actually did, at CitizenCon, mention that, right? They said that there would be blueprints for items that you'd be able to obtain, whether it be by mission drops, rare vendors, world drops, right? And that you'd be able to take these blueprints and these blueprints would 
allow you to build different things, but different blueprints would allow you to build them with different materials, which would affect their overall quality. And they said yeah. you'd be able oh. to build anything from, you know, weapon attachments. They said ships, you know, so maybe we'll be able to find like rare blueprints of like fighters. Right. And, you know, maybe we'll be able to build them, maybe not quite to as high a quality as the Aegis shipyards. Right. But the idea that maybe we could build a ship is kind of cool. I want to build a capital. Uh, I, good luck. Good luck. <laughs> I don't see that happening, but, you know, we'll see. Give we'll me, see. Give me crafting is definitely coming. Crafting is definitely coming. So it's just nice to see, even if it is a slow progression, it is so far a consistent progression. We've only had the two bits so far. The first one was a surprise. Yes. Everybody freaked out over it. But so, d did you by chance see the um, the Inside Star Citizen today? No, I've been at work all day. <laughs> so then you also haven't been in game because there's something that was added to the game that I think you'll be happy about that you might not know about. If you're talking about the Cutter Rambler, I did hear about that, but I yeah. don't know anything about it. Uh, yeah. So as a subscriber, you have one. I don't think I am a subscriber. No, I thought you were. I thought you were. Well, I'm I, a subscriber I used to be. and I definitely have one. Um, You're so, have to let me check it out. Yeah. So I, so, I mean, I hopped into it. It's yeah, it is an awful ship name, but it's Drake. What do you expect? Um, I mean, it's a cutter, right? So right. it's, it's, it's nothing super special. Uh, it does take a lot of the cargo space. Uh, from the cutter because the cutter's got a lot of cargo space, right? Sure. Takes takes the majority of that and it turns into to living space. It's an expedition ship. Rambler. So it's got that's, that's kind of great. Yeah. So it's got the bed. It's got this little tiny desk that you get to eat at with a little with a little like spot where like a little tiny counter. Uh, and of course the desk is uh the little desk table is about three feet from the shitter uh, as it should perfect. be. Perfect. Right. Perfect. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's a pretty good ship. Um, cargo space is super tiny, tiny little skirt. Adrian's but, but, saying but it's, it's got half. Some. Half. Yeah. Two SCU on the, the Rambler as opposed to four for the, the, the base cutter. Okay. Which I mean, it's a starter ship, right? So it's not meant to, to have a lot. I think the perks of the, the cutter compared to other starter ships was the fact that it has an ass ton of quantum fuel. So it can, it can and, go pretty much anywhere. And the Rambler's got half again as much. Um, I think the Rambler had more fuel, at least according to Phaedron. I haven't That's been what I said, I half, half again as much. It's 150% the cutter. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, okay, yeah. gotcha. English. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Anyway, cool. yeah, I'm gonna have got, to check got, that out. Got a lot of yeah, no, I'll I'll definitely show it to you. It's 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 cool. I'm I think, sure I think I'm sure like I'll it. have one at some point. Yep. So we got that. What else we got here? Uh, player hair, locations, denser forest, big whoop. Oh, this is a big one that I wanted to talk about. Thank you, Mike. By the way, um, one that I wanted to talk about is. FPS weapons and systems overhaul. Yes, yeah, something this, I am not necessarily happy about. So yeah, this one will affect me. I like I like doing bunkers. I go in solo all the time at bunkers, and I've been I've been recently irritated with the bug about 
uh, NPCs dropping through the floor and the, and the stairs, that's theoretically fixed. Uh, so I have been interested to see, you know, what the, what the weapon updates are like. Uh, and there's also supposed to be the, the AI are more responsive to people. They're not as slow to respond. So I'm interested well, to see what that's yeah. like, but yeah, the, the, the weapon, uh, the recoil, the, uh, ammo reworks, the whole, the whole weapon thing. I'm, I, I yeah. am interested to see so, how that goes. So the AI thing, we talked a little bit about that on our last podcast. That's the squadron 42 FPS AI that's in. And so that's it, how they're reacting differently. It, yeah. But more what specifically, I, they were slow. Even in that last patch, they weren't really responding oh. sometimes. So I think, I think they fixed that so that they're more, a little more responsive. Hopefully. What I'm not necessarily loving is that they have increased the TTK or time to kill yep. by a lot. They reduced um, the overall damage that you take. They reduced the damage multipliers for core body parts, right? They did, um, and it was it was really bad at first, right? Because they didn't change how much damage weapons did. So players as a you know the armor got a huge buff the amount of damage they take in general got a huge nerf right so it was like you're walking around as iron man all the time but in 322 they did increase the weapons the da uh, uh, the, the damage that weapons do so i'm kind of hoping that that's going to offset it a little bit um i just noticed it especially during siege right i did one pvp playthrough of siege i like to do it every time it comes around because it poses a fun challenge but it took like three P6 headshots just to down a dude. I was like, what the hell, man? Like, what's what's going on? Um, and, you know, sure, you can make an argument. Oh, he's wearing heavy armor. He should be able to tank a bunch of shots. And, you know, that's that's true to a point. But, you know, if you're sitting there with a 50 caliber rifle slug doming somebody three times and they're still running around, you know, I feel like there's an issue, right? <laughs> sure. Am, am, I, am I wrong for saying that? Um, I can and, see that. Uh, yeah, they just I feel like FPS changes needed to to happen, right? Because FPS is not amazing in this game or it wasn't before. It's definitely not now. Um balance was definitely needed. I think that so far they have gone the wrong way about it. Um Thalament talked about FPS not going in Tarkov's direction. I I don't necessarily want it to go in Tarkov's direction. Right. And I'll kind of talk about how I wanted to go. Tarkov is like a you get shot in the toe, you better bandage it up or you're going to bleed out situation. Right. Because it's supposed to be super hyper realistic. There's, but there, there's a difference here. Right. In that Star Citizen does take place a thousand years in the future. You've got advanced armors to protect you, but also death is supposed to play a much larger role. Right. So injuries and incapacitation is supposed to be a much bigger role. You know, a much more common occurrence than death. Death is supposed to be hard, and that I'm fine with, right? So, I feel like the 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 balance that they have here, I think they're pushing for less death, which is good. But the way they're doing it is just by reducing how much damage you take, not by changing the values at which you take tiered injuries or you get knocked out, or maybe they add knockdown effects, right? Um, I just feel like there's different ways to balance it to achieve the goal they're looking for, as opposed to just reducing the damage you take. So you could just be a walking wall and a bullet sponge. Right. Sure. Um, I don't know that I have strong feelings, honestly. I, I do know that I don't like going into a bunker or something 
and I hear pop, pop, and I'm down. It's like, uh, true. I, I know I don't like that. Um, I agree. But that's where the, oh, I'm bleeding. Or, oh, I've got, you know, an injury. Maybe I should you know, take some cover. Yeah. Maybe yeah. pop a couple painkillers and, and reevaluate, right. you know? Yeah. All, all I want is enough time so that I can get to some cover, decide, hey, do I need to do, uh, pull out my, my med gun? Do I need to just pop a hemazole? Um, yeah. And, and, do I need to know, call but, for help or just run the hell out of here if I can? Right. And, and I'm good with that, right? But here's, here's an example as to something that happened that I thought, wow, this is asinine. So Barracuda and I, as well as a couple other of our guys, were camping Brios, as we do, right? Waiting for some cargo pilot to come in so we could take their shit and leave and sell it later. It's super fun. But we were sitting there waiting for our quarry to arrive. And Barracuda and I were talking shit to each other, as we always do. And he's and uh, he's like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take this. And he shoots me, right? Not that big a deal. And I was like, oh, haha, how funny. It wasn't that bad. I was down just under 70% health. I wasn't bleeding. I was like, oh, he probably dinged me with his pistol. And a few minutes later, he's like, hey, how much damage did you take? I was like, oh, I'm at like 65% maybe. No bleed, no tiered injury. He's like, dude, I just domed you in the face with a P6. <laughs> and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like I was sitting perfectly still. I wasn't moving around. We were like 80 meters from each other. So it's not a necessarily long shot. Right. He's like, dude, like, yeah, just right in the face. So I was like, but what wow. kind of armor were you wearing? Heavy helmet. Which so you were wearing heavy. I was wearing a heavy helmet, but I'll get there. Right. So you could put as heavy a helmet as you want on your head. That's still a 50 caliber round hitting you at mock Jesus. Okay. So even if it didn't knock me out, which I'm fine if it didn't, right. I think it should personally, but I can see why it wouldn't. It should at least give you some sort of tiered injury, probably a knockdown effect, right? Because that's still a lot of force in a concentrated area, right? You're still getting whacked in the head super, super hard and your helmet's going to prevent you from getting killed, but it's going to fucking hurt, right? So at least a knockdown effect, a tier three minimum I should have taken, um, you know, bleeding out or not. I don't know, but I definitely should have felt it more than I did. You know, if it did, you know, 30% of my damage and I was like, Oh yeah, brush it off. Bad in my opinion, not good enough. So that's why I'm a little bit uh, upset about it. Uh, given that, that, you know, I do a fair amount of piracy, you know, I do some, and so some FPS combat, right. I don't love it. So I think it needs further balancing. Yeah, well, I mean, so long as they're continuing to to, to make attempts at, at, at getting it right, I have uh, optimism that it'll improve, it'll get worse, it'll improve. Hopefully they'll find a good a good balance oh, yeah. that's in a good place. Yeah, so. I think uh, it, it'll, I think, I think it will get fixed. It's just in a rough spot right now. Uh, yeah, if Adrian's saying should apply more effects like concussed, knockdown, if you're taking that much damage, I agree. You know, yeah. I Star Citizen is not a game where I ever expect, nor do I want it to be a one-shot kill, right? Not going to happen, right? Unless you're like being reduced to your component atoms. I don't want you to get one-shot killed, you know, because the, the, you the, know, the medical uh, gameplay is huge. I, I, <laughs> I think there are cases where where it would make sense, you know? You've got yourself a nice sniper rifle, 
you're hitting a civilian with no armor and you and, well, okay. and, and you, and you don't him yet fine I, I mean that should be a one shot sure but there, here's but, here's but, but that's a special case right you you could stand with just light armor and pull a pin and a grenade and let it go off in your hand and it will not kill you and i think that, that's a little silly that is problematic yeah no that's not right. that, i think that's a little silly so uh it'll knock you down which is good but at that point it's just a really strong concussive grenade instead of a frag grenade you know um so yeah i mean yeah there are there are certain circumstances sure if you take a 50 cal to a bare skull you're gonna die but uh yeah i just i i think that it's it's a little silly where it is and i think that they realize that too because they did buff the uh damages of a lot of the guns by a not insignificant amount so you know i'll hop back into 322 see how it goes maybe maybe it feels better i haven't tried it since they increased the weapon uh damages so crossing my fingers yep i just uh yeah i feel i feel a little uh a little strongly about that cool do you have any thoughts on the uh like did you get into the uh the ptu at all while 22 was in ptu no i didn't get access until wave four because apparently my concierge status isn't good enough for anything but wave four gotcha um, <laughs> and and by then it was like wave four and then wave five for everybody and then it was I just I haven't gotten it. No. Gotcha. So, so I was just going to mention that the, you know they did bring the MRI the the, the MRI Furies and the whole C uh, into the into the shops, which is nice. Um, I don't know that there's a lot to talk about there. Ships we already know about, we can buy them now in game. Uh, but they also adjusted uh, prices across the board, including flight suits and yes. suits. So I'm interested. I haven't yes, they I did. haven't really paid much attention yet to what those prices look like yet, but I am interested to see what exactly that looks like. What are the, like, what are the new ship prices, right? Yeah. Like what, um, how much is the 890 now? <laughs> like a hundred million. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's, it's like a hundred million now. So they did Fuck increase me. prices across the board. Um, Which I think is good. Uh, yeah. I think the C2 now is like 30 million. Like it's, it's up there. Um, I, nice. I, I, I saw a brief list in passing of what some of the updated ship pricing was. Um, Phaedron says ship pricing was, uh, over the weekend, but should be back to normal. All I know is in the, in the, in the release notes right there, armor shop prices have all been increased across the board. Boom. I haven't actually looked, like I said, so I, so I don't know. So yeah, armor shop prices. Maybe that has oh, to go. Armor back shop balance. prices have been increased. I I I missed the armor part. <laughs> so maybe that's going back into the whole FPS balance thing. Where uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're they're really pushing for people not dying right now. Um, I can. I mean, I can see them wanting to push that right because that's that was always the vision is that people wouldn't be dying, but it's not. Like right now, it's not that big of a deal. You know, we sure we we lose what's on our person, and that's annoying, right? Um, but we don't have any of the the death of a spaceman mechanics really in. Um, so you know, I these these what I feel are are knee jerk reactions to to entice people to survive longer and not die. Yeah, maybe it's the right time. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Maybe maybe they're trying to get it balanced before pyro because they're expecting this to happen in pyro um 
So, you know, maybe they want to have a better FPS model in place before the anarchy that is pyro takes place. You know, I could, I could see that being a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Let's, let's hope that they just balance it out. Not to beat a dead horse or anything. Yep. Corpse all- recovery. I've, I've not had luck recently. Uh, I've heard people had better luck, but it seems my body's either despawn or end up in the middle of the world. Even still. Um, I, I tend not to try. <laughs> I definitely try because, like a like a silly goose, I run around with rail guns and grenade launchers all the time. So yeah, I lose I, them. I, yeah, if I'm doing it, it's just because I I like the armor I'm wearing. It's not like I don't have like a dozen sets. Yeah, you know that I can just grab at any time. But I mean, I don't want to go to the store. Yeah, exactly. That's Ooh. my motivation. I don't. I don't want to go to the store. I don't want to have to say, "Hey, Tex, can I get another railgun, please?" You know, I don't. I don't want to have to bug him for that. You know. Yeah. So, I, I, honestly, I think that's the majority of the changes that have that have come in. Yeah, that is pretty much all of the features for three twenty two. Uh, the replication layer split, as far as I know, is supposed to be something. Coming in a 322.x patch. It yeah. was supposed yeah. to be in 321.x. Yeah. There was some PTU going on there. Yeah. So 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 looking at the uh, the release view uh on the uh on the patch on the roadmap, uh they did move replication layer from 321 uh, to 322. And that's the only thing that is still tentative. Everything else was committed. So so I mean they're it's the only thing for a point one patch currently listed yeah. on the roadmap. So if they have yeah. a point one, that's it. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. Um, as far as I know, they haven't gotten past the biggest issue, which is that there's like up to a 10 minute delay for server crashing into server recovery. Oh, right. Ew. Yeah, so um, what they've been uh, having, at least the last two times that they put it in, is server will go down. It'll say something. Uh, it'll say something like like recovering or, or please stand by or something. Some message to indicate that the server has crashed and they're working on recovery. But it basically freezes you in place, right? Like like you can still move around and stuff because the replication layer is is, is communicating with your client still. But then like 10 minutes go by and it's like, and it like resyncs with a server, puts you back to where you were 10 minutes ago. And uh, it's a, that's an obnoxious rubber band. It is an obnoxious rubber band. Yeah. So I, I think that's their biggest issue that they're trying to fight now is, you know, the, the time between crash and then another server spool to take its place. I don't know how they're going to fix that because it's not my fucking job, but I'm hoping that they come up with a solution, even if it's like, you know, 30 seconds to a minute, that would still suck, but it would be better than, than 10 minutes. You know? And yeah. it would be also better than 30 K out completely. And then <laughs> having to restart your game, get back into a new server, pull out your ship again and get going again. It would beat that. So, yeah. 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 Hopefully they figure that out soon. Uh, honestly, that's one of the, one of the features that I would have been excited for if, uh, if 322 had it. Uh, that would have yeah, changed same. my tune. Same. Uh, definitely. Yeah. There's not 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 too terribly much that I'm I'm excited for in this patch either. But um, it's one step closer, and that's enough for me. You know, it 
it still feels like we're making progress, even if it is, you know, a slower. I was hoping that we might have, if not an open PTU, then at least like a, like an Evo or a Wave One, like Pyro PTU that had everything before the end of the year. Um, and I know that they mentioned that they were still planning on doing that as of like last month, but we haven't heard anything more. And we're getting pretty close. So yeah, I, I'm not holding my uh, holding my breath for anything like that. So. Yeah, yeah, me neither. Oh, watch ISC. Okay, I will watch ISC. That is on my the, the top of my to do list. Then, as soon as we are we are finished up here, I will watch. Yeah, ISC. I mean, I, I, I I'm sure they're going to be. Yeah, he, he did mention. Actually, there was mention of, uh, of like on the, uh, the, test preview, them doing some tests with pyro and active jump gates and 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 like all of the things. Oh, good. Um, well, that was what they mentioned last month that they were going to try and have a full pyro preview with the the jump gate. But um, I, yeah, I, I'm. You know, did they I, mention that they're aiming for the end of the year for that, or that's going to be like? A... I, I didn't really, I didn't really catch uh, a time frame for that, other than uh, that they'll be doing it in the first half of next year. Uh, I, I, I'd, I'd kind of be surprised if they actually succeed in getting it by the end of this year. Well, I uh, I trust what Thalaman is saying. He's a pretty reliable source. Apparently, Jared said next year. Well, yeah. So, like I said, so. Uh, yeah. But specifically, I think first half next year that 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 stuff will be, because he didn't talk about second half. He was just talking first half. And let me tell yeah. you, the stuff that he slated as coming in the first half of next year, holy crap! I realized what we were going to talk about three two two, but. Uh, I'm throwing this in there. The list of things of course. slated for the beginning of next year is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous, right? So we got the full new character creation system, right? All of that with the beards and, and, oh, and all of yeah. that stuff, okay. right? We got, obviously, replication layer, right? Basically, like, think of all of the things, like, from, from um, uh, CitizenCon, Minus pyro. Is is it felt like he just like everything? It was crazy. Well, in in the first half, really. Yeah, it was a ton of so stuff. So we've got a little bit of time. We can actually put on the ISC and kind of go through it and talk about it if you wanted to. Yeah, sure, we can do that. Let me. You're queued up for it. Um, uh, I I don't know if I've got the. I am sound working correctly but let's give it a shot it should be let's find out oh hold on pause it for me if you don't mind i need to make a quick change to get the sound because we didn't test this before we started sorry about that I nope want... this is this is surprise got this cable a let me go here. Pardon, pardon me messing with stuff that we can see here. Uh, we're gonna go, not that. Where is it? There it is. Boom. Okay. And try that. And of course that's not working. Hold on just a second, we'll pause it. Technical difficulties. That's cable A. That's cable A. We're in here. Oh, I've got you muted. That's why. 
So let me unmute you here. Do, do, do. Actually, no, let me mute you. Um, hold on. Wrong thing. Thanks, um, Faye. Boop. Boom, now try. Drivable and drivable vehicles for manufacturers as varied as a Poe, Origin, yes, we are. and Drake. Let's find out more. Good. Cool. So in Alpha 322, we have three new vehicles available, yeah. and they cover a huge yeah. range of Talk both size these. and role. With the most that? exotic, the Aeropower Santokyai. The Santokyai is a medium fighter from Aeropower, but it doesn't follow the traditional medium fighter role that we see with human manufacturers. It has for its size, quite a lot of health and with you, I don't love this high shit. maneuverability, as well as being extremely flashy in both its function and form. Yeah, the the idea with the alien ships is that we the don't. HUD want them is to pretty feel interesting alien. looking we want them to feel different within their own rights within that kind of uh, alien spectrum. On the Gatak side of things, <laughs> we've really kind of tried to make them feel quite industrial, quite strong and chunky. Whereas on the Apoa side of things. We took more inspiration from the insect form, so we wanted to feel a lot faster, a little bit more insect. kind of aggressive, That's and have a bit more like insect in their shape. I don't care for that. When you first see the Santoki, yeah, you really will is. clearly see the family lineage between itself and the Katu Alm, which is the light fighter from Aeropoa. It's their kind of second Gian ship that they've made, and it's really bringing kind of a big brother. They both have two stages or two transform states from landed to the flight pose, and you see that very classic Aeropoa flowering transformation from a more horizontal position to the more vertical flight and combat position. It's still got it's the a cool nice animation. Transforming kind of style. I agree. Transforms very technical, very advanced. Into flight mode. It's but we've really tried to kind of push cool. the alien cool aesthetics factor. a little bit further this time, both interior and exterior. One of the kind of more unique elements, I think, on the Santoki Eye is its cockpit. Not just the, the space inside, but actually how you enter There's it. There's a GN hover really kind of exotic, shall I say, yep. seat that comes down to collect you from the player space. And that kind of all floats down and takes you back into your actual pilot position. I do One like the, the uniqueness really of it picking you up from the side. Again? The visuals on was the actual interactions with the cockpit. We wanted to make sure we weren't stepping on the toes of the what we did in the Gatax cockpit, and it needs to be like its own unique thing. Erwin and the Austin team kind of really nailed that visually. It's got these really nice sort of slate buttons with all the Gian text in it. And one of the things we were really keen to do with kind of all of our alien ships is remove a lot of that human element. They may be made to be human compatible, but we really wanted them to feel like their native race was the, the people that built it. And that's who it was made for us, number one. And so we've got these kind of really nice interactive tablets with all the Gion text on them. Yep. Do have a number of paints coming out with the Santoki Eye. Uh, they are still currently just being developed and signed off as, as we're filming this now. Yeah, Again, we tried the, to the paints kind of are out, actually, and they're, they're, they're kind of cool. Not, not necessarily kind of completely That is kind new, of a nice white. But kind of just push the bar Yeah, I'm, I tend to be partial to white. To the fact it's, it's got a white paint thing is, is something that might cause me to actually get it, because I could make it white. And, and, and unique, uh, but we do want it to feel a little bit different to what our kind of human races are. It's very obvious when you see the silhouette of the ship and when you see it in flight, what it is, but the paints is kind of that little uh, icing on top. And also, it kind of gives that really nice read when you get up and close and personal with it. The Santok Yai is a fighter through and through. It really excels at that. It doesn't have any secret hidden features, but it does have all of our latest tech and features within it, such as weapon racks. 
personal storage yeah, and so, access more um, components. I had heard that so this ship is really for those the firepower of the ship is pretty good for its size, but its real strength is its maneuverability. So that's the Santa See that whip around right there? 322, and we think it's going to be a great addition to our lineup of fighters and alien ships. Just like the other ones, it's great for those players who want that role, but just want something a bit more stylish and exotic. From there, let's go from space combat and atmospheric combat. So down to I heard, I haven't experienced it, but I heard that the X1 had an issue in like its landed position where it would like nose forward and sit on it. Obviously, they're not talking about that, but it's something to test for sure. Alongside the 400i in its concept phase, and the idea was that this is that kind of classic smaller kind of day vehicle that you can take out from your big. It wasn't clear. I'm assuming that you kind of go. That you don't get an. It has its own little garage. Maybe somebody in the chat can tell us: is is there a package where you get the 400i with the X1? Leave everything back in your ship and go out and explore. And you know, like you get the rover with the Phoenix. Well, kind of like you get the the Pisces with the. Such as the upcoming distribution centers. I don't know why. Well, there's a whole different. There's a whole different package where you get the Pisces with the Carrick. But if you buy a Constellation Phoenix, you automatically get a rover. Yeah, but, but that, but that, right. So I think one of the things that's been kind of super I'm just wondering nice if there's that type of a package with development. The is 400i really where you get the X1. Uh, the idea of this bike being a cool. bike. We've got a lot of... Uh, we're made to go together, so I can imagine. ...lighting going in from the teams, really selling it that it... it Oh, Bell says there's not like a, a bike in the future. We've got these nice brake lights at the rear. We've got the kind of front lights. And one of my oh, yeah. favorite bits on it is actually... They were saying in the, the chat earlier, and Zimmer's, kind of like Zim's reminding me, if, if you look at the uh, X1 wrong, it'll scratch the paint. Nice, really sleek, kind of classic origin, and it all flows really nicely with the rest of the shapes. The X1 series is a series of three bikes that allow Origin to have their own edge of the market in terms of hover bikes and to have three different playstyles within them. With the X1 Force, this is designed to aid in ground combat, allowing you to be on a speedy, small oh, profile please. target with some shielding to allow you to absorb a few hits and help engage combat. And then we have the Velocity, which removes the weapon hardpoint and instead gains speed. Whilst tuning is underway at the time of recording, we intend the X1 Velocity to be a competitor to the Nox, and both of those are designed to be faster than the Dragonfly, which is more utilitarian. I kind of want so this scene right here kind of makes me want to have a bike race at the Snake racing Pit. Community and we'll be right at home Maybe we will. All the ground racing tracks. The base X1 is there Terrifying, to though. provide an option for those of you right? who don't like the Nox or just don't like whatever aesthetic you I'm think Drake users have. Railguns are some of my favorite kills. And here's Here the cover Rambler. Get to see the Rambler now. And speaking of Drake aesthetics, that moves us nicely on to the last ship of 322, the Drake Cutter Rambler. The Cutter Rambler is our third variant of the Cutter series, and it kind of rounds off the series as a whole. Even has that little. As we talked about it. Uh, the Drake like... Cutter family was always designed as a family of three, and we've shown you the base one and the Scout. The Rambler is the third one, and it is designed from the start to be the more fleshed out premium starter explorer combination of the three. Look I know Premium thing. and Drake might be a bit of a, a weird juxtaposition there. They are a very functional manufacturer, a no frills manufacturer. That really kind of is sold nicely on the interior space. We've sacrificed some of the, the rear cargo okay. space for the larger habitation. 
This allows extra space for both a soup oh, locker, okay. a food machine, and somewhere to eat that food, and a nice little table to chill at. But kinda even love within that, that habitation, yeah, you can see how they've moved thing. the bulkhead back one, they've moved the bathroom, they've opened up this nice space, and then they put you know, a seat, a desk, a little jump seat, and the bare minimum you need as a pilot going out and exploring our, our universe. We want to make sure there's visually some differences on the exterior. So we've got the kind of visual only differences, space such as the kind of like the modified rear no, section. We've also got the kind of more functional stuff. So on top, it's got the extended fuel tank. To the idea of your, fuel your, tank, your Winnebago said? or your campervan or whatever it might be. And it's got you didn't say it was specifically aesthetic, but it's actually kind of stores all the extra kind of fuel for the extended fuel tanks. And then as with the Scout, We've got the change in the thrusters, and again, we've got a unique set of thrusters on a, a new nacelles on each side that really help kind of just break up that silhouette a little bit more variation. With the Rambler being kind of a, a longer range or an extended range vehicle, I think having the kind of I will like say, I smaller, love they look the a little bit more efficient on the engines rather than these great big kind of them. individual it's engines. Like You've got these slightly got the smaller, doubles. more of them. That has individual like thrusters. thrusters on it, which is I'm very cool. happy with and I actually prefer those the over the big we kind of really on the base. Trying there. to lean into when we were developing yeah. the Rambler was Drake's kind of mentality towards building their ships. I think it kind of ticked that box of exactly what Drake would do. They've got this chassis. They want to make a somewhere you can spend a bit more time in, somewhere that's a little bit more comfortable. I love the fold-down kind of seat with the little table. It's real oh, good. And yeah, no, that's so it's, it's kind of cool. The little the jump seat kind really of a seat. The, the base cutter to the next level in terms of living on board. I think we all saw that when the cutter came out, but it was very much more of a camper van than an RV, which is what the Rambler is. So that's a wrap-up of all the new vehicles coming to the Persistent Universe in 322. And as always, we look forward to seeing you all use them and abuse them in all different ways in the live game. Now, of course, Alpha I'm 322 kind of comes with that more than just There's yeah. structural salvage, openable cargo containers, that. new derelict settlements, new hairs for players, new maps for Arena Commander, and more. But since this is our last episode of the year, we here at ISC stuff. of looking back at everything that's happened the last 12 months and reliving some of our favorite moments. And look, 2023 was good. Great even if you gloss over that little rough patch in the middle there. <laughs> Here, all that I can really think about is everything that's on the horizon that's about to make 2024 the biggest and baddest year of our project yet. So if it's all right with you, I'd like to indulge myself Maybe switch out my CIG cap and put my backer hat on and tell you, you what has exactly me excited the same hat. about this next year for the Persistent Universe in a segment <laughs> I that I'm calling like, Disco Lando's Star Citizen 2024 guest. Now, without talking specific dates, let's discuss what's being targeted and currently on track for release in just the first half of 2024, starting with Master Modes, the new way to pilot and operate ships oh. we've been discussing since CitizenCon 2952. Now, whether that's in, in, every in ship PU. or a staggered rollout of groups of vehicles depends on how work progresses, but it's a major change to the way spaceships operate in the Persistent Universe, and you can be sure that we'll update on it more when the time comes. And of course, when your ships aren't in flight, they can be stored in the newly persistent hangars that are arriving with persistent freight hangers. elevators, freight kiosks, and the new cargo transaction system that we've Super shared on both ISC and this year's CitizenCon. Yeah. Now, first half. They form next the year. next major evolution of cargo careers and will also have far reaching, broader, higher star citizen experience.
And then outside of vehicles and hangars, there's also a variety of FPS combat improvements coming to the first half of 2024, with improvements to reloading, the weapon wear and misfire system, scopes and dynamic crosshairs and charge and drain, and even more we'll be able to show you once we return in the new year. And then outside of strictly FPS combat, there are new player character features coming, like the updates to the EVA system, the visor and lens system, loot screens, default item interactions in the personal interaction system, and there's even new shopping and mission apps in development now. And while we're talking about apps, right. the first half of 2024 is also currently scheduled to see the arrival of our new character customizer with things like tattoos, piercings, scars, and yes, Virginia, it's true, beards. Yes! And as for how many and of what kind, only Andre knows for sure, but you can bet we're gonna ask him sometime about around Hulk Hogan. March. And then, of course, if you're in-game, there's also a little thing called Moby Glass and an awfully big thing called Star Map. both getting their big updates in the I first half like of next everything. year. Wow. And have I mentioned those Holy enormous shit. distribution centers that'll be the new microcosm homes for every gameplay and mission feature that exists in Star Citizen, as well as the four, five, six, let's just say several new and updated vehicles that are making their way to the persistent universe in just the first six months of 2024? I did, just now. I can check those off. Whew. Okay, so real talk, CIG hat back on. <laughs> now, you're probably looking at your screen and saying to yourself, uh, what about Pyro and 4.0? Well, don't fret. The things that we just covered are those that aren't too dependent on continuing foundational tech work like server meshing. So we feel pretty confident in targeting everything that we just shared for the first six months. But when it comes to something as enormous as the complete pyro system in Alpha 4.0, well, that's where the new preview channel comes into play. Now that said, Alpha 4.0 is currently targeting a summer 2024 release, but that won't mean that you have to wait until then to play it or learn more about it. That's because in 2024, we'll continue doing play tests like the one we just completed, and you'll be able to follow along with its development firsthand on the preview channel. That's the planets, moons, space stations, settlements, and outlaw lifestyle that comes within the pyro system, but also an entire host of additional new features, content, and quality of life improvements like, oh, I don't know, fully functional jump points, the new quantum travel system, new vehicle HUD and MFD work, resource management, yeah. hacking, and much, much more, all being worked hacking. on in tandem. The preview yeah, channel will let you and Resource us test 4.0 oh. together while maintaining the stability of the persistent universe with all those other great additions we just discussed. And then in the summer of 2024, two become one and we can avoid that thing that didn't quite go the way that we'd hoped. The holiday live stream? And then just because we're cheeky, there are still some things better left for you to discover on your own. Oh. Sound, sound cut. Don't know what happened. 2024 is shaping up to be the watershed year for Star Citizen. And if we've learned anything this year, it's that through the trials of 318 to the successes of CitizenCon and everything in between before that and coming up next, Star Citizen is a project that continues to iterate, to evolve, and to embody an experience you simply can't find anywhere else, whether that's in the universe or within our community that makes all this possible. So thank you for helping us reach the heights that we have and buckle up for the journey still ahead. We're in for one hell of a year. For Inside Star Citizen, I'm Jared Huckabee. Thanks for letting us share the process of game development with you, and we'll see you all here next year. Okay, Daddy said we have to watch till the very end, so I'm just gonna let this go.
Okay. So if it's all right with you, I'd like to indulge myself, switch out my CIG cap, put my backer hat on. Oh, that's a new one. I didn't watch this part before. <laughs> what the hell is that? Oh my gosh. How fun was that? Yeah. That's so, a lot to unpack. Why didn't we start with that? Jesus. Because Christ. we were talking 322, right? Yeah. Holy shit. Wow. So, and that's why I wanted to mention it because. That's a lot to expect, you know, to, to, to coming up in the next that's six months. That's bold. Two, like, that's two releases. That's two releases we're talking about. So if they if they do that, if they meet those targets that they just laid out, that will be more content in the first six months than we saw all this year. Not necessarily in terms in of In the tech, past couple got, of years, I would argue. Easily. Potentially. Very potentially. It, um, we had big tech this year. That's huge. A couple they, of things. Well, but this is a lot of this is a lot of new tech too, with the new well, with the new is. star map and the new uh well, Moby Glass. I mean and then right, is 2023 we got persistent entity streaming, true, which was like the Jesus tech that essentially builds the foundation of what Star Citizen is meant to be, right? So that it was a big year for tech. We still got a lot of cool content, right? Like salvage. We finally got fucking salvage. We've been waiting since what 2016 for salvage. Right. So, like, there was a lot of good stuff this year, but if they deliver on the things that they just said they intended to deliver on, I think it's very bold. But that would be, yeah, bigger than the last year, maybe the last two years combined. That's huge. A lot so of stuff. So huge. A lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah, it'll be a different... It, it looks like it has the potential to be a totally different game in six months, and that's exciting. Of all of the things, I'll be honest, the thing that uh, I'm most interested in with all of that is is the uh, persistent hangers and uh, and cargo elevators. Oh my gosh! I mean, yeah, I, 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 awesome. I don't know that I can even say that because the because the new underground facilities, holy shit! Yep, you know. So uh, let's talk about both of those really quick, right? So you're talking uh, persistent hangers and cargo elevators. There's a, a different facet. There's a second facet of this that I don't think people are realizing, right? In that the persistent hangers and cargo elevators are going to fundamentally change our inventory system. Absolutely. You won't, and that's you're part not of why be able to just, Yeah, you're not going to be able to just press I and drag and drop your, drop your gun on your back anymore. It's going to be something like, hey, we're getting ready to go out. Let's pull a ship out to the hangar. And then what do I want to take with me? Boop, boop, boop. Call it on your elevator. And then you get a... And you got to go through and pick up your gear, pick up your armors, right? And maybe that won't be an immediately, but they've definitely said that that is their intention. That if you want to yeah, pull well, a stack of rifles out, they're going to give you a stack of rifle boxes. Yeah, you but the rifles. right. So like maybe a stack of rifle boxes, definitely grab the rifles and go put it in your armory so that you have them exactly. available, right? And and I'll be plenty excited if there's no such thing then uh, as like the local inventories, if that just kind of goes away, right? So that what you have is you got to use the armories. If you want to have a box of stuff, you got to put a box, you got to put it in the box, right? The whole idea of the local inventory, I'm kind of looking forward to going away. Yeah. 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 Me too. Honestly. So. I like the idea. I'm, I, I daydream a lot about the future of star citizen and how it's going to, uh, work with our organization specifically and i i daydream a little bit 
I'm just imagining, you know, we get guys who come to the PFC Armory, right? Be like, hey, I need a couple of uh, gear sets. And, you know, they basically just give you like a slip of like what they need. And you're like, yeah, I got that for you. And you just go and you just start taking rifles off the walls and like put them on the counter in front of them. And then, you know, some some ammo crates, you just hand them some ammo crates. And I just I love the idea of that. Oh yeah, I'm looking maybe maybe to it's it. trivial and and maybe it'll be overly complicated, but I I love it and I'm very excited for it. So yeah. the hangers being step one for that, huge. Yeah, Idris no, Armory. Not, that's a that's a you should be pinging Rev for that. He, that's 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 a Rev thing. And sure. actually, the Kraken the Kraken Privateer. Mmm, shops. Yep. Give me this. Give me my shops. All right. Yeah, so anyway, I'm super that's excited for that. That uh, that about uh, you know covers our time for the night. Um, yeah, about, you know that's everything. So yeah, that was that was the last video of the year, and but it's not the last week of the year. So we're gonna be doing more of these. We have plenty of time to talk about these things. Yeah. Um. So I do want to just go ahead and take a moment to remind everybody we do have uh, our event coming up Sunday. Uh, our uh, our Jet Puff Racers, which this year is going to be on Lyria. Uh, if I'm remembering yes, correctly, is. yep, Lyria, yep, yep, and then with the Rec Raiders, from, yeah. So we're gonna be going from Sal Five uh, to uh, Sal Two, I think, on Lyria. I'll double check, but I think that's what we we we, we decided. Yep. So about a hundred, hundred and forty-five kilometers on Lyria. Bring your PTVs. Be at Bajini Point Sunday, ten a.m. Pacific. It'll be great. Yeah. So uh, if, if if all goes well, I'll have a really awful stream set up. Uh, with lots of errors, so so join for that to see exactly how I screw it up. But with uh, uh, I'm I'm hoping to get uh, our participants streaming uh, their cockpits to me and having some aerial footage so that we can watch and flip around and see what's going on uh, with the drivers, both above and in the cockpits of the uh, of the of the PTVs. Uh, it is PTVs, right? Little PTVs. Yeah, PTVs. Yep. Uh, and then, of course, on Saturday, the day before that, we've got uh, the Rec Rangers are putting on their rock and roll. Um, hopefully that's going to happen. We've had to uh, reschedule that due to some some participation yeah, issues. Hopefully yeah. that happens. Uh, we don't have to push it again. So that's the plan. Yep. It's uh, currently listed for 3.30 p.m. Pacific time on yeah, Saturday. So, so uh, if and I rock have... and roll is cool. So really quick, um, uh, rock and roll, the idea, just a quick cap so people can understand uh you're dividing into to teams so far we've got i think three teams planned at least two i think three but uh, the idea is that you take a rock out and you've got i think two hours to collect as many mineables as you can and deliver your rock safely to a c2 and whoever has the most mineables at the end of two hours wins and this and, is a pvp event yeah there's tanks <laughs> so, so you got to keep your rocks safe because it gets blown up. You're going to have to get a new one and, and start all over again. If if, yeah. if if you have like 10 crystals in your rock by the time you get to the ship, good job. Good job. You yeah. may win. If you have one crystal, congrats. Like that's it's more than most people get. Anyway, Saturday event, Sunday event. Hope to see you guys there. Otherwise, we're going to we're going to wrap this up. Um, and uh, well, yeah, thank you guys for watching. Catch you next time.